Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful Tuesday morning. Trust everybody slept well last night and uh, I apologize for the lack of devotions yesterday, but I'll be quite honest with you. I was exhausted and uh, just had to sleep in just a little bit before heading up to the office, but uh, so I apologize, but uh, we have a staff of none. <laughs> I am the staff and so uh, I have to load and unload everything and uh, take care of all that needed to be done for the car and bike show weekend and uh, so I'm pretty still tired trying to get over it. I'm not a spring chicken anymore and uh, so it takes me a little longer to recover than it used to so but oh well such is life I guess but uh, anyway who all do we have here this morning we got Brandy Young, Christy Leolis, Darlene Barker, um, Jennifer Honeycutt, Lois Adams, and I see there's a few more watching, but, uh, good morning to all you wonderful people, and thank you for tuning in. All right, with that said, let us stand, and let's do our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Of course, you all know I give a little bit of political commentary, <laughs> if if needed. <laughs> it's always usually needed uh, for starting the morning devotions. You may or may not like them. Uh, you know, that's a matter of opinion, I guess. Uh, but it is uh, things that need to be addressed sometimes that I bring. The reason why I bring some of these things up. You know, here we're seeing, saying the Pledge of Allegiance to our flag. And you have some... Uh, out-of-date singer like Macy Gray, uh, she didn't add what she had like one song that ever made any motion on the charts, and that's about all she's ever done. And now she wants to destroy our flag and have a new one that says that ours is outdated and racist, you know. And it just, it really makes me angry because it just amazes me how you can look at that flag and see it as racist and outdated. And here this flag has always been representation of freedom. You know, why do you think these people are killing themselves trying to get across the border over here? They realize that we offer what no other nation can, and the prosperity. And when I look at that flag, I see the men and women who have died and sacrificed to keep us free. It represents something. And for some piece of uneducated excrement to, uh, to down our flag, it really makes me angry. And uh, no other country in this world can we have the freedom. No other country in this world can uh, are there equality. <laughs> you know, no other country in this world uh, can offers what this country does. And it just amazes me those who wish to destroy it and institute socialism or and institute. Uh, uh, it just really just makes me angry. You know, and uh, it may be equally infuriating to you as well. I don't know. You know, and then this morning I wake up and uh, watching the news and <laughs> and this NFL player decided he wanted to come out and tell everybody he's gay. Whoop-de-doo. I don't give a rat's backside if he is or not. You know, I'll be honest with you. I'm sick and tired of this in our face constantly. And then the NFL commissioner comes out and says, oh, we applaud his bravery in coming out and blah, 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 blah. I mean, I'm sick of it, man. I'm so sick of the LGBTQ. I'm just tired of this garbage being shoved down our throat. You know, and it, it, in the 70s, uh, Spitzer, I think his name was, uh, classified 
uh, that homosexuality was a mental disorder. It is a mental disorder. It is perverse. It is hedonistic. It is a choice. They may say, well, I was born that way. You may have may have a uh, inclination that leans more towards that, but you were not born that way. You have a choice who you sleep with. And I'm getting tired. That is not brave to come out to everybody. I'm gay. And you know what's brave is a man or a woman who's standing on the front lines to protect this country. That's bravery. Somebody who's fighting through cancer. That's bravery. You know, there's many acts of hero heroism and bravery. Coming out on television and telling everybody you're a fruitcake don't mean it doesn't make you brave at all. And it's I'm just it's just nauseating. It's completely contrary to the word of God. I'm tired of this being shoved. You know, was it Hitler that said if you tell a lie long enough uh, and uh, loud enough that eventually people believe it to be true? That's exactly what the liberals' motto is. And this lie to, that they have pushed out there uh, that this is normal in any way, shape, form, or fashion is purely a lie from the pits of hell. It is not normal. It is abnormal. And I get so sick of this transgender baloney, all right? They sit there and here in the Olympics, you got a, a deadlift uh, individual. You know, if you don't know what a deadlift is, you have your your bar, you have your weights on it, and it's on the floor, and you have to try to pick it up and push it up over your head and drop it back down again. Okay, for those who may not know, I'm not trying to mansplain to nobody. Okay, and <laughs> so, but is uh, keep referring. This biological male as a her. It's a man. You know, like Austin Powers. It's a man, baby. It's a man. You know, quit calling him a her. You know, and then they come out with this BMX bike, uh, uh, you know, where they did all the tricks with the bicycles. First transgender woman. It's a man. I mean, come on, people. Even in the LGBTQ, the, the B, the LGB, and his bi. Does that not tell you that that's saying there are two genders? <laughs> All right. I mean, come on. I mean, this is just absolute insanity. You, It is literally a mental, spiritual, and emotional disorder. You cannot tell me otherwise. That you are born a man or a woman and you think you're different. Hey, you may identify as a vampire. Does that make you, you may identify as a cow? You know, I mean, come on. I mean, this is just, it's crazy, people. And like I said, you have a choice. Uh, you know, it, uh, like I've said before, there's never been no such thing as a uh, anyone dying from a lack of sex. You can abstain. You don't have to go down that path. Just like this little NFL fruitcake decided to come out and say, I'm gay. He said he's going to donate $100,000 to the Trevor Foundation. Um, and uh, and what happened with that was, was terrible with this Trevor individual. And, and, and But see, that's the whole thing with, with homosexuality. It leads down a path of emotional and spiritual torment. That's why it leads to the path of suicide. They know in their hearts it's wrong. They can't deal with it and how it destroys families and how it, it, it is full of disease. I mean, it's just people, it's just... A world has gone mad, and it's just unbelievable how many people want to turn a blind eye and act like this stuff is real. It's crazy, man. It is crazy. These people need help. These kids need, uh, who are being brainwashed and thinking this is okay, because just like this, you know, this is his example, that uh, the NFL commissioner saying, well, he's so brave. Well, guess what? Some kid out there who thinks, oh, well, I want to be brave, too. I want to, you know, they might not even be Fighting homosexual tendencies, but I think, hey, if I say I'm gay, people are going to like me. They're going to accept me. They're going to think I'm brave. Look at the message you're sending to our children. It, it is absolutely nauseating. 
You can get mad, sad, or glad is what I'm saying this morning, but it's just the truth. And that's the problem to me. Daggum, weak, need, mindless, spineless preachers out there who refuse to say uh, what is true and what is right and against those things that are wrong. And I don't care if you, I mean, you can get mad at me, and I, and that's up to that's on you, man, because I'm, I'm just telling you what the Word of God says. And we got too many churches around here. It's all it's all nothing but a social gathering. It's all a little patting on the head and making you feel good. And you go on, hey, I did God a favor today. Ain't saying you can't have a feel good moment in church. But there's too many churches out here that just that's all they care about. And they're not giving you the meat. They're not giving you the truth of the gospel. And uh, and I may not always approach things the right way, but uh, and I may not say it the right way. But it doesn't. I, but I don't regret what I'm saying. Does that make sense? I mean, I could be a a smart aleck sometimes, and trust me, my wife can tell you that, <laughs> so she can back that up. But the thing it is, I'm being trying to be a smart butt. I'm not trying to be a hate-filled individual. Somebody needs to go out there and tell the daggone truth. Now, there's a difference between us and uh, those lunatics at Westboro uh, that, that sit out there and, and protest a, a soldier's funeral or, uh, you, know, uh, you know, fags are going to hell kind of signs that they have up and stuff. You know, that stuff is wrong. All right, we still need to approach, approach the 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 truth with love. What these they're not. I don't consider them uh, Christians. I don't know what they even are. They're just hate filled lunatics. But the fact of the matter is, somebody needs to be a sounding brass to say, "Listen, this is wrong. This is going down a wrong path." This, you know, and so I've gotten a lot of hate over the years because of my. Uh, convictions in what God's word says and because it doesn't align itself with the cultural narrative and so be it I would rather be biblically correct than politically correct if that makes me the bad guy then so be it but I'm gonna stand on the word of God and I don't care who likes it so all right with that said I'm sorry to mean for that little political rant to go as long as it did so let us look at our verse this morning in Philippians 4:13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me Wonderful verse, one that I have uh, probably expounded on before. Uh, but, you know, when you look at this verse, psychologists will tell you uh, that, yes, that is good for you spiritually, but does not help you emotionally. And they could nothing could be further from the truth. Because, you know, one thing that um, a lot of Christians want to focus on when they look at this verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. First, they're focusing on I. I can do all things. Well, first of all, we are nothing outside of God. We can do nothing outside of God. We are weak outside of God. But through Christ, we have his strength. We have his support. We have his love. We have his uh, strength to push forward and endure through spiritual, mental, and emotional battles and trials that we may have to face and go through on a daily basis. So it doesn't mean there's some who go in the wrong direction and the fact that they try to say, I can do all things through Christ's strength me and lay there and expect things just to happen. On the, but the, the reality is we have to be proactive, but through our what we're trying to accomplish, God will strengthen us and encourage us through those very actions and deeds uh, that we're trying to accomplish for his glory. Now, you don't sit there and say this verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthen me, climb to the top of the Empire State Building, throw yourself off and say, I want to fly today because I can do all things through Christ who strengthen me. No, you're going to fall because there's a little thing called the law of gravity that's going to draw you to the ground and you will die. So, you know, obviously uh, that would be using this verse way out of context. But when battling things spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, we can take all confidence in this verse. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Why? Because when we are tempted, 
and, and relying on our own abilities. We will we will crave to that temptation, cave rather. I said crave. We uh, but cave into that temptation. We will fall and we will fail every single time. But when we feel that temptation coming on, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We know that we're not relying on our own abilities. We're not relying on our own strength, but, with the, but what dwells within us, and that is Jesus Christ, who can help us overcome that temptation that is haunting us. And, you know, it is um, one thing that we need to keep in mind. You know, there's a lot of people out there who are battling depression, you know, and I, I've, I've hit on this before and with regards to loneliness or depression and, and dealing with uh uh, grief in some respect and it's very easy to dwell on that pain it's very easy to focus on that loss it's very easy to to feel secluded feel alone feel like you're the only one going through a battle it's easy to feel that way uh, there's a lot of people i have to really encourage that because of their depression they don't want to leave their homes you know their agoraphobia is, is is real you know that but i have to tell people you've got to force yourself it's not comfortable you don't like it it's like trying to uh, rip a scab off you don't want to do it but you've got to force yourself to get out of that house it is just walking around a walmart for a minute and coming back home walk around the mall coming back home going outside going for a walk in the park you've got to get out there and do those things but if you are trying to rely on your own ability you can't do it but remember i can do all things through christ who strengthens me and so through his strength we have the ability to overcome and so when you start feeling that grief you know it's not saying that you can't miss somebody it's not saying you can't remember that individual it's not saying that you can't uh talk about that person the jokes and the lives that they've lived no problem with that. But if all you're focusing on is pain, if all you're focusing on is loss, you know, you may be going through a divorce. You Maybe you're, you're uh, or are divorced or, uh, you know, maybe your spouse has passed away. I don't know. You know, I don't know who's watching on here this morning and uh, who has gone through whatever. Uh, good morning, Jerry Keller. Uh, going through whatever. You know, I, that, I have no clue who's, who's watching the, what you're dealing with for those who are watching this morning. But the fact remains, when you start feeling that grief, when you start feeling that pain start to feel, you you know what I'm talking about. You know exactly. When you start to feel that, it's almost like the, the darkness starts to consume you. That's when you start saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You have to refocus. You have to redirect and not focus on that, but focus on the things of Jesus Christ. And that goes to whether it's depression, anger, sadness. You know, hey, it's uh, I've been feeling really defeated here lately. I ain't going to lie to you. I've been feeling really defeated here lately. I've been feeling really depressed here lately and i've been questioning as, as 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 to whether i'm even making a difference in this world at all uh as a pastor and and, and i'm really really struggling and reading this verse this morning has really uh helped me uh and uh in remembrance that i need to rely completely and totally on god not on my own strength not on my own ability and and, and but to rely completely on him knowing he will get me Sometimes we have to go through these trials. Sometimes we have to go through tribulations. Sometimes we have to go through things that are not comfortable. But maybe God is preparing you for something. Maybe God is strengthening you for something. You know, we don't know. You know, uh, God is, is, is the, you know, we are the clay and he is the potter. And he's shaping and forming us and molding us. You know, just like you're putting, sometimes you have to put that, that metal through that hot flame and fire before you can uh, burn off all the impurities uh, to get that to where you want it to be. So sometimes we have to go through that fire and flame before God gets us to where he wants us to be. And with that said, you know, there was a little something I want to read here. Uh, there was a missionary by the name of Dan Crawford. And, uh, and there was a great, if you don't know who these names are, 
look them up. There's David Livingstone, uh, who you know who who Crawford uh, that was his predecessor, uh, mighty man of God. Look that up, read that up. You can look up Wikipedia or whatever you know, but look up these individuals. So I'm talking about Dan Crawford, a great missionary who was following the steps of David Livingstone. And David Livingstone really uh, look that up if you get time. The missionary gave his life in ministering the word of God in Africa. Crawford didn't have the imposing personality of his famous predecessor. So at first he had trouble winning the loyalty of the tribal people. Even the people in his church back home weren't sure he could carry on the work with God's help. However, he did a magnificent job. When he died, a well-worn copy of the New Testament was found in his pocket. A poem evidently his it, I'm sorry, a poem evidently his own, handwritten on the inside cover, revealed the secret of his success. The poem goes as follows. I cannot do it alone. The waves dash fast and high. The fog comes chilling around, and the light goes out in the sky. But I know that we, too, shall win the end, Jesus and I. Coward and wayward and weak, I change with the changing sky. Today so strong and brave, tomorrow too weak to fly. But he never gives in, so too shall win, Jesus and I. What a wonderful little poem uh, to read this morning. And I find that this is no coincidence that I come across this this morning. You know, uh, like Dan Crawford, uh, I can relate. Uh, you know, he's following the steps of skin with uh, David Livingstone. And um, I, I can relate to that, to the fact that, uh, you know, my dad has had an incredible ministry. And he has forged a, a wonderful path uh, in this area, uh, to try to win souls for the Lord. And, uh, I'm struggling, I'll be honest with you, uh, because it is, uh, because he is, uh, particularly in this area, he's, he's, he's very famous. People know who he is. And so I, I find that, uh, like Dan Crawford, uh, to try to, uh, I find it trouble, you know, it's hard to try to win the loyalty of the people. Of course, uh, we're uh, not tribal people as we're talking about here, but people in general. And uh, and sometimes I think uh, I wonder if the church wonders if I can carry on the work or not. And it's very it's tough. It's frustrating. Of course, and again, I'm sure Franklin Graham had a tough road to hoe too. And uh, you know, I'm sure everybody compares into his father, Billy Graham. But it it is tough, and uh, it is it's not easy. And so, reading this this morning, if nothing else, has ministered to me in a tremendous way, because knowing that. Uh, it is not I that I, you know, if I'm, if I'm relying upon my own abilities, then I'm going to fall and I'm going to fail. But knowing that I'm going to trust in God Almighty, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That I know that if I'm doing the work of the Lord, the work will take care of itself in the church. God's going to have in that church who he wants. And it's not about winning the loyalty of the people, which would be, wonderful in and of itself but the fact is that i'm trying to win souls for the lord and that's what i'm what i'm trying to accomplish and what i'm trying to do and so uh the ministry can be tough it can be frustrating it can be hard and uh, uh so all i can do is rely upon the lord and you know like the old saying you know god's work done god's ways will have god's provision and i can trust in that and that's what you've got to trust in as well you may be uh you know the devil has a way of making us feel defeated the devil has a way to make us want to give up but remember if you're relying upon your own strength you will fall and you will fail but through christ we can do all things that strengthen us so don't don't uh, be overcome 
uh, spiritually. You know, the devil wants you to make you think you cannot win. You know, when I, for those of you who've played sports, uh, you know, uh, it's easy to want to psych each other out. You want the other team to think that you are better than they are, even though you may be the worst team out there. You know, uh, like when I was uh, uh, running, you know, I ran cross country and track. I wanted the other guy to think, man, golly, ain't no way I can keep up with this guy. You you wanted to psych him out because you could psych him out. And they're going to think, oh, you know, you have an advantage. That's what the devil wants to do. He wants to psych you out. He wants to make think you think you're not strong enough. He wants to make you think you're going to fall flat on your face. He wants you to fail. Don't let him get in there and psych you out. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. The devil does not have power over you. God is the one who has the ultimate power. Devil is the one who is defeated. The devil is the one who is weak. And the devil is the one who's going to tuck tail and run. So remember where your strength is at. Remember where the victory is at. And remember that it is God who is with you, beside you, in front of you, and behind you. He will lead God to protect you and get you through in any and all trials and tribulations. Let us pray. Therefore, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, I do pray for encouragement to my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ who are watching this morning. That you will help them to overcome any and all obstacles they may be facing and dealing with. That you will lead them, watch over them, and uh, strengthen them, Lord. Lord, for anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us, lead us, guide and protect us this day. Lord, I pray you be with our nations and its leaders, our president and vice president. I come to know you before it's too late. Lord, I do pray for our brother in Christ, Ron Thompson and Roger Winters. I pray for Kim Penix and Wendy Lee, Ginger and Troy Hood. Lord, I do pray that you'll be with Larry and Donna Knight. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you'll be with all the prayer requests concerns that are put out uh, on social media each and every day. You know, the hearts and minds and concerns. And you will be done in those situations and areas. Lord, be with us this day. Let's be a witness for you and serve you well. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. It's always an honor and a pleasure to uh, get up and do these uh, little, little morning devotionals. I do hope everybody has a blessed and wonderful day today. And just remember, live each day as if it were your last. Why? Because one day it will be. Thanks for watching and God bless.